Welcome to the Hero Nation podcast. My name is Sophia Ansari. And my name is Breck Warren. And we are bringing you a brand new episode of Hero Nation. Yes, Yay! we are back. <laughs> yes, and, we are. <laughs> and we are excited to be back. Yes. And always miss doing Hero Nation when we get super busy with life and work. But thankful, we're thankful to you, our loyal listeners who yes. look forward to our episodes and support us. Yes. Now, today's episode is just expanding on what we talked about last time, where we discussed briefly the issue of whitewashing. And we want to also discuss race bending as well. Now, in episode five, we mentioned the Damien Wayne controversy in the graphic novel Super Sons, The Polar Shield Project. And funny enough, I actually ended up reading some of it while my kids were at Lego Club. And honestly, I wasn't all that impressed. Like I think I said last time, it was, yeah. it was trash. I mean, right. Yeah, I'm just being real. And I know people always say, that's not my whatever, but I actually felt that way about Damien Wayne. And he's not even my favorite Robin. I mean, I'm Tim Drake all day, every day. Yeah. And I was really curious about who this Ian Wayne was because from the synopsis, I had no idea that it was Damien. So, like I said, I skimmed through the book and eventually got to the part where Damien is arguing with his dad, who's Bruce Wayne, you know, Batman, in case you didn't know. And he asked something about, it's not, it's Ian. And I stopped reading after that. I mean, really, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm done. And plus, it, yeah. yeah, it's like, come on, man. But plus, if you look at the art, Damien looks way lighter than in the normal DC continuity. Yeah, there's it's super disappointing. And I think we, like you said, like in the last episode, we kept calling it trash. But yeah. uh, I read that the, the author, his last name is Pearson or, or something like that. But he said that uh, he actually, when he was writing, he, he writes children's books. And okay. uh, he had no idea who <laughs> Damien Wayne was. Uh, yeah, like tell. he actually didn't know anything about the, the DC world at all, the DC universe at all. And so, um, but he says in the foreword of the book, he says that DC told him to just go for it and write whatever story he wanted to write. Oh, so that's man. what he did. So that's why like it has nothing to do with any of the characters that we know, like Damien or Ian or whatever is like yeah. a totally different character. So there hmm. you go. <laughs> so and then Sheesh. I don't know, you didn't you tell me like yesterday that they're coming out with another another yeah, volume. They're coming out with the volume too. Oh, it's gosh. supposed to be out this is what, July, so September, October on that time. I'm surprised because it got really terrible reviews. So I'm surprised they've yeah. got another one coming out. Like but. I said, I was not impressed, honestly. Right. And I'll and I'll read anything. But right. mm, mm. Yeah. I, I posted a a while back on our Facebook uh page a uh, short comic it's called lighten up and mm-hmm. it's by the cartoonist ronald wimberly and, and he talks about you know the racism that exists as being like an illustrator in the comic book world and mm-hmm. shifting skin tones and i guess he used to work for marvel and i guess dc and he talks about his experiences of working on a comic book and the feedback he got from higher ups in terms of lightening skin colors. And it, it kind of sounds like, you know, that's what happened with Ian. They, they whitewashed him, right? Yeah. I mean, they made him like a totally different character. And just to define whitewashing in case, you know, someone doesn't know, but whitewashing, and here's the official you know, definition. It's a casting practice in the film industry in which white actors are cast in historically non-white character roles or in roles which are scripted for non-white characters. But it can go for cartoons as well when you're lightening a skin tone. So just yeah. like with the whole Damien thing. Yeah, I believe it. Because, you know, in the lightened up comic you mentioned reminds me of the story I read the other day about uh, the Pokemon Sword character Nessa. 
you know, she's a dark skin character, and in some released released image images, they lighten her skin tone more and more, mm. and that only inflames colorism when they do that. Right now, other examples of whitewashing are Ghost in the Shell. Ugh, I haven't seen that. Yeah, you're not you're not missing anything. Right. But it stars it stars excuse me Scarlett Johansson, and she plays a Japanese character, which you don't realize until the very end. And yeah. I work with teenage boys, and then. So it was the easy choice for them. To, oh yeah, they'll watch this and they'll be excited right. and they'll love it. But another example is Dragon Ball Evolution, and again, a white actor playing Goku who is Japanese. Mm-hmm. Now, in Batman Begins, you know Liam Neeson plays Ra's al Ghul, who is mm-hmm. supposed to be Middle Eastern and East Asian. And then there's tons of other examples like Prince of Persia, The Great Wall. And there's films showing actors in blackface. Right. And shoot, you know, sometimes it's not just fictional characters. Even movies on real-life people get whitewashed. In the movie uh, World Trade Center, a white actor plays Marine Sergeant Jason Thomas, who was black. Now, that's a real person they whitewashed. Oh, a real person that they whitewashed. Like, they, let that yes. sink in for a second. Like, what was the point of... I haven't seen that movie. Have you seen that movie? I've World seen it. Trade? Nicolas Cage, yep. And Michael oh, really? Kenya, I think, yep. Oh, this, I this is back it. in the day. Okay, <laughs> so they made a movie on that, and they, yeah, yeah so they whitewashed a real-life person, and so that, that's just, that's really messed up, so I'm not even, I don't know, that's a whole other rant, but yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I've I read so much about casting, you know, because we don't do all this research and stuff, mm-hmm. and I, I was reading about how, you know, these movie studios, they really don't even try or care to get it right or do right by the characters, you know. One, yeah. one example that really got me, angry was uh the director ridley scott now he's like a really famous director he's directed a lot of movies and one of the movies um he cast christian bale as moses right and Mm -hmm. uh and i love christian bale so no disrespect but um christian bale isn't you know middle eastern right he's a he's a white dude and ridley scott um got a lot of flack for casting christian bale but he did say in an interview that casting a, a middle eastern actor wasn't even like in the question like he was like no way am i gonna hire someone with the name like muhammad or someone from a middle eastern background because it's not bankable it's not gonna bring in tickets and money like he actually said that oh, i was like what okay trying so, to hide it wow right i know it was just like oh okay and then i also i had a conversation the other day with my husband who's a really big fan of anime um, especially Death Note. He really likes that one. And Ooh. apparently they made a movie about it. I think it's on Netflix, right? Yeah, uh, it is. Okay. It's and on so my apparently list. it's a terrible movie. I haven't seen oh, that. But well, never mind. <laughs> yeah. They've, they've got all white actors in that too. Uh, and then another example, you know, um, with with Hunger Games, another example of just like the studios, I guess, not even trying to get it right or, you know, trying in general is mm-hmm. the Hunger Games. Now, that was an opportunity when they were turning those books into movies, that was an opportunity to cast anyone from any race because the author, she was when she was writing the book, she was so ambiguous about Katniss's race in the books. I mean, the only thing I think she mentions is that Katniss has like dark features. So mm. if you think about it, it could have been it could have been anybody. It could have been someone who was biracial, Hispanic, yeah. Native American, Greek. It could have been it could have been anyone just in the way she described it in the books. 
So that was an opportunity right there to cast someone who could be, you know, racially ambiguous, like the author intended. And by the way, she wrote it that way because she wanted whoever was opening up that book to be able to relate to that character, no matter what you look like. You know, that was her Mm -hmm. intent. And but the director of the movie was so adamant about it being a Caucasian female lead. Like that was actually in the casting call. It was written. It says Caucasian um, female to play this this part and that's you know then jennifer lawrence of course got that part right so it just shows that it's not even a limitation of material that's preventing hollywood from showing these characters as they are it's just this reluctance to represent diversity you know Jeez. Mm-hmm. yeah and then it's not always the casting directors you know sadly more often than not it's the audience backlash that can make movie studios think twice about their casting you know currently there's little mermaid controversy now, Disney just announced last week that it cast a singer, Holly Bailey, mm-hmm. not Holly Berry. Right. Because I know a lot of people are getting confused by that. Confused, right. Yes. In the live action remake of The Little Mermaid. Luckily, though, Disney is not thinking twice. They announced that they were excited about casting the singer, and the director, Rob Marshall, released the following statement. And he said, after an extensive search, it was, ad- it was abundantly clear that Holly possesses the rare combination of spirit heart, youth, innocence, and substance, plus a glorious singing voice. So to hire her based on her talent and her being the right fit for the role. Wow. The races are out there that. saying, <laughs> I know, and they, the races are out there saying, Ariel isn't black, oh, and you know, Ariel isn't a real person because she's a mermaid, people, and mermaids in general aren't real. <laughs> Nope, mermaids aren't real. This Sheesh. whole thing is so stupid. Yes. It's like one of those, remember those eye roll things for me because <laughs> I don't have, I mean, there's so many bigger problems in the world than this stupid non-traversy, yeah. but um, it also reminds me of uh, another controversy that happened when they were casting. So they were doing a stage play for Harry Potter and the Cursed Child, mm-hmm. and they had announced that Hermione was going to be played by uh, an African actress. And so people protested that, and Jeez. they called it reverse whitewashing, which I guess that's what they're calling this Little Mermaid thing, right? Is I reverse guess. whitewashing. Uh. And, and J.K. Rowling, you know, she came out and she stated, you know, calm down, people, because she in the books again she never mentions Hermione's skin color in the books she mm-hmm. the only thing that she mentions in the books is that Hermione has big teeth and, and frizzy hair so <laughs> obviously you know you can't go around saying like Hermione can't be black because right. that's it wasn't how that was written in the book and then this whole stupid uh, reverse whitewashing stuff was also being talked about when Zendaya was cast to play Mary Jane in the Spider-Man Homecoming movie, right? right. So, um, so you know, again, I gotta like, I gotta take a breath because this always makes me angry. <laughs> <laughs> but this, this isn't a case of people of color excluding white people. Okay, so newsflash there. Right. Uh, I mean, it's not like there's an epidemic of not enough white leads, you know. And I think like the biggest thing is it's not like whiteness is the integral piece to these characters' storylines either. That's not right. it either, right? That's not the main thing about these character storylines. They're white, you know. The whiteness is is irrelevant, right? The color mm-hmm. of their skin is irrelevant. So uh, like Mary Jane has always been described as a redhead, right? And I guess yep. same goes for for Ariel, who's a it's it's a fairy tale in a book, right? So right. Um, same goes for that. And again, mermaids aren't real, so it's not like they can have a specific <laughs> race anyways, right? <laughs> right, right. 
so true. I mean, and there's a term called race bending. Mm-hmm. And that can actually right some of the wrongs we see in the media. For example, race bending can increase representation by altering a role that has been played by a white actor to be played by a minority. You know, great example of this is Samuel L. Jackson as Nick Fury. Everybody knows who Samuel Jackson is and loves him as Nick Fury, and he does right. a great job. Now, Marvel made the change in the comic, The Ultimates, and that was just a modern take on the Avengers. And eventually that made it onto the big screen. Now, this is where casting decisions are just about who can tell the story the best and not about only wanting a white actor to play the white character because that's how it's always been. So, like, to play Hamilton, for example, they'll cast whoever is talented. They don't Mm -hmm. cast based on race, and their multicultural casting reflects the diversity and the current identity of America, and that's what's important to the story. Exactly. So, so you know, what we're saying is something like race bending, so we're talking about race bending, Mm -hmm. can actually... Uh, help diversify a cast obviously you know but also i think it can even add to the storyline and make them more meaningful so you know you mentioned hamilton Mm -hmm. and then casting a diverse cast kind of made the the storyline i think richer and more meaningful there was more there was more to it to to sort of represent america and another example i'm thinking is aquaman right Mm -hmm. so in that movie that was a form of race bending where they cast jason momoa in a part that's usually cast you know to you know usually a white actor and in the comic books you, you know he's got like Blonde hair blonde and hair. blue eyes, yeah. right? And so, in in the Aquaman movie, uh, they actually even embraced that mm-hmm. part of him, and you know, they were able to speak on topics like mixed heritage and self identity. And we we talked about that in the last episode how how great that was, how they were able to bring that into the storyline. Yeah, exactly. And the term race bending was actually created after the controversy with Avatar: The Last Airbender which cast a bunch of white actors to play characters mm-hmm. who were supposed to be of Asian and Inuit descent. Right. So it was created as another term to whitewashing, but I think there's a big difference between the two. Right. With whitewashing, the media is basically erasing non-white characters, which we know there's not a lot to begin with in the first mm-hmm. place. Exactly. But the reimagining of white, ca- white characters as black, Asian, and Latinx lets audiences of, of color see themselves represented as superheroes, and big main characters with big storylines. Basically, it's not like it's going to make white characters go extinct. <laughs> right. And if people don't like that, don't worry. The original content is still out there. Right. It's still out there. <laughs> exactly. So so race bending is a way to represent the underrepresented mm-hmm. in a nutshell, right? So it, yeah. it serves a, a totally different purpose. It can give minority actors a shot at playing a role and can really, you know, it can also add meaning to a story just like we discussed, like, you know, with Aquaman. Mm-hmm. So some other examples, and me and you have been like going back and forth on like, trying to understand, you know, race bending and, and all this. And I think, what was the list we came up with? It was, it was a big uh, list, man. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was, but we, we won't like read the whole thing. But uh, one of the things you mentioned, Breck, was um, Michael B. Jordan mm-hmm. plays Johnny Storm or the Human Torch, right? right? So that's one example. So Chris Evans was someone who had played that in, you know, past role and then they cast Michael B. Jordan Um, and then Nick Fury was you know you already mentioned Nick Fury Samuel Mm -hmm. Jackson and I didn't know that David Hasselhoff you had told me was the one who played (laughs) (laughs) that's some quality he's a quality actor there it was it was a TV movie okay we gotta watch that just because okay (laughs) I only know him from Baywatch but okay okay (laughs) and then and then you know Jason Momoa again as Aquaman I think those those are like 
really good examples of race bending. So mm-hmm. basically, all those characters have been reimagined as with different racial identities, right? Right. I mean, you know, even if you want to look on the small screen, you know, the mm-hmm. TV show, The Flash, one of my one of my favorites that the CW is doing in their own verse. Wally and Iris West are both black. Right. You know, actress El- El- Idris Elba plays Hemdall and Thor. Right. So your minorities aren't just background characters anymore. Right. And back to your point about some people not being okay with this, you know, these changes. And so, and me and you have been going back on for- and forth on this too, because I always try to see other people's perspective on yeah. things, you know, like it's, I think it's important. Um, I'm not going to like, you know, throw out racist cars left and right. <laughs> so I try to understand people's point of view. But, um, you know, there's there's a difference between race spending and then legacy characters. Right. Which, you know, right. You know, well, I think we should probably kind of delve into that. But I first want to say that I get that people don't want their well-established um, and, and beloved characters like Bruce Wayne looking different. Like I, mm-hmm. I can get that. And I'm not, you know, I, I get like, we all grew up with Bruce Wayne and it's not like the little mermaid where it's just like one story. We don't follow <laughs> Ariel, right. Through like comics, right. with Bruce Wayne, we followed him from when he was a child to a grown man and you know, all right. the things that he's right. gone through. So I think when we think of Bruce Wayne, we have a certain image in mind of Bruce Wayne. And I'm sure the person who created Bruce Wayne, you know, also had a certain image in mind and went to the illustrator and, you know, I get that. So I'm not talking about making an Asian Bruce Wayne. Right. So that's not, that's not what I'm talking about. Um, So, but I think it's important that we do have new characters and I think we'll, we'll probably touch on a couple of those legacy characters in a, in a minute though. Mm -hmm. But um, I think I had told you, I was like, well, Breck, I'm not, I'm not about to, you know, I'm not talking about an Asian, Asian, you know, Bruce Wayne, right? Right. Even though, you know, there is, has been an Asian Batman. Okay. But see, okay. So there, there we go. So this is where my, my brain has to catch up with my mouth here. So, okay. So, (laughs) so that's an Asian Batman, right? right? So you're talking about an Asian Batman. So that's when the writers were more just kind of. They were having fun with some of the Batman characters, and it, mm-hmm. this is like taking place in like 1930s Shanghai. Yeah, and I think the important thing to remember with those types of characters, where there's an Asian Batman or a Black Batman or whatever, is that they're not canon. So right. what canon means for those who don't know is just it's a uh, something that's a part of the storyline, like right, the original. Right. You know, I think is that the best way to explain that? I guess. Um, but a good. Um, example of maybe a legacy character so meaning like a totally different character that they created to you know add more diversity to but also just a new character is like batwing which is a black batman so it's not bruce wayne right right it was a whole new character who was taking on the mantle of batman and he was supposed to be the batman of africa during this time it was called batman incorporated so the whole idea was a Batman in every country. Okay. And then, of course, the character got revamped because DC likes revamping like Marvel. Right. But I just want to throw out there, there has been a black Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that was actually created and written by Stan the Man Stan. Lee. Okay, yeah. So DC, you know, said, hey, you know, Stan Lee, we want you to recreate all our DC characters. And, they, and he did that. It was called Just Imagine with Stan Lee. 
And so there was a black dude, like I said, and his name was Bruce Wayne. He was wrongfully convicted of a crime, mm. kind of like Luke Cage, but got right. out, you know, <laughs> sought justice, put on mm-hmm. a bat suit, and mm-hmm. that's your black Bruce Wayne. Right, right. But like you said, it's not canon. It was, you know, we have the multiverse or different realities, different right. dimensions, whatever you want to call it. So that's its own little thing. Right. You're not going to pick up, you know, today is Wednesday. So you're not going to go to the comic shop and, oh, man, who's this guy? This isn't right. Bruce Wayne. I don't know who this is. So, yeah, exactly. you don't you don't have to worry. So that's what you call, I think, because you educate me on this. It's called a legacy character. It's a totally different character. There's still room for, obviously, those original characters. This is about having some fun. You know, storytellers like to see, hey, what would happen? Obviously, we can't do that in real life. It's not like we can go back in time and, like, what would happen if I... So they do it through storytelling. Well, even within the Batman, I mean, there are storylines. There's the whole alternate universe of... um, uh, Bruce Wayne's dad actually becoming Batman and his yep. wife becoming the Joker. I mean, there's yeah. like so many great alternate universe, like what would happen kind of thing. And, you know, again, those are not examples of race bending. They're just new characters or separate characters. So we've talked about uh, Kamala Khan, right? Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And she took on the throne of Miss Miss Marvel. She wasn't Carol Danvers. Carol Danvers is still exists in the universe. Right. She just took on the throne. Um, and then let's, you know, wh- who's another one? Like Miles Morales. Miles he Morales. He's not Peter Parker because Peter Parker still exists, right? right? Um, what was the funny story you told? Well, not I was funny. gonna it's say kind of sad. <laughs> the comic book store where those guys. Oh yeah, there was this old. There was I don't well, when I say old, I'm thinking early 2000s. But there was an issue <laughs> of uh, of a black kid, and he was just imagining what Spider Man looked like underneath the mask, and you know, yeah. in his mind, Spider Man lifted up the mask, and it was a black dude. I think he gave him a thumbs up or something, yeah. and. I, this, the guy who owns the comic shop, All American Comics in Evergreen Park, Illinois, which is a suburb of Chicago, in case you were interested, <laughs> uh, he was telling me that, um, you know, he Carl, this, this is the owner's name, he was telling me that, yeah, the guy was real upset. He said, I'm not going to buy Spider-Man anymore. How are they just going to make him black all of a sudden out of nowhere? And Carl mm-hmm. just said, I just told him to just read the story. And so he told me he came in later and he read it and he was like, okay, yeah, that, that was a good story. You know, and it wasn't, it wasn't, they weren't, they weren't changing Peter Parker. It was just someone, and with the Spider-Man costume, his whole body is covered. So you would never know who he is, which on one hand is smart. On the other hand, anybody can be Spider-Man. Exactly. I think they even showed that in the, in the Spider-Verse, you know, everybody was wearing the costume. Everybody was, you know, Spider-Man at that moment in finger quotes, you know, so it doesn't matter. So don't freak out. It's not yes. like Peter Parker has changed. There's there's room for other characters, and yes. that's separate. Those are called legacy characters. There's a yes. room. So so Iron Woman, right? What's what's her uh, Riri well, Williams, right? Yep. Iron Heart. So, she just finally chose a name. Yeah. Okay. So she's Heart. not replacing Tony Stark. Like she's no. not Tony Stark. Right. She's a totally different character mm-hmm. because you know there's room for other characters. Yeah. Um, and we've talked about people getting upset about a black Superman. Well, Superman comes from a planet where there's other beings just yes. like him. So, <laughs> you know, and they're all different colors too, right? Yes, there so is. So a black Superman, it's not, you know, a black Clark Kent. It's a, you know, right. 
you know, he's so a, he's his own yeah. guy. Pretty he's much. his own guy. I think that's so. Yeah. So you know, we are not on this like mission to okay, we need a black Bruce Wayne. Like that's not what we're talking about. No. You know, and and I think again, like I think maybe I, the reason I don't care about Ariel as much is again, <laughs> she's not like a comic book character that I've grown like we've seen grow, and you mm-hmm. know, this is what she yeah. she's a it's a fairy tale and um mermaids aren't you know real whatever so i don't i guess that controversy i don't care about um Mm -hmm. but i'm trying to see the point of view of someone who would say well does that mean you guys are gonna cast a black bruce wayne and i'm like okay you know that's that's not what we're concerned about okay just slow down hold on just slow down (laughs) right um so what we're more concerned about is about calling out when the media replaces an already established minority character with a white one so basically Mm -hmm. you're erasing what little representation there is of that race already right so again Um, In that uh, one comic book you mentioned earlier with Damian Wayne, that's a great example because we already knew that Damian is biracial, right? That's what he was already, but then they made him Ian a white kid. So (laughs) they erased, and it's not like we have a whole lot of Middle Eastern um, comic book characters to begin with. So Damian being like half Middle Eastern was like, great, like, wait, we got got something up there. And then they they erased that and and they took that away. And then, I mean, we can even go into like gender bending and people screaming about that too. And, you know, with uh, the female, female Thor, I think they did a good job with that, yeah, by the way. But, I you know, read it and yeah. you know, at the end of the day, and what we've been saying on maybe every episode of Hero Nation is, um, you know, if we want more diversity, then create more of those diverse characters, more female leads, more people of color in leads. That's, that's basically, we need to evolve and basically just change with the times exactly you know once we see more representation and stuff like cross-cultural adaptation like making a movie set in seattle instead of japan like in the movie the ring Mm. wouldn't be such an issue you know it's just that right now we put everything under a microscope because we are tired of the same old thing and want change i mean that's basically it Yeah. yeah yeah I mean, race bending and whitewashing are different because the balance of power isn't the same between the two. And at the end of the day, white males make up a vast majority of the Hollywood Mm -hmm. executives, 97%, in case you're wondering, Mm -hmm. and casting directors and advertisers. So it can be hard to have underrepresented, underrepresented, excuse me, voices heard. Right. So, so, you know, a, a black Ariel, a black James Bond, a black Hermione, you know, the, the books and scripts have never been specific on what race these characters are. Right. So mm-hmm. changing a character from white to, to non-white isn't even, you know, race bending technically because the original character was only red as white. Right. Yeah, yeah, and that's a good point. That's the default race of these characters. Mm-hmm. I remember the backlash of Star Wars: The Force Awakens. You know, people were saying it was anti-white propaganda. I remember seeing something someone wrote online where they had you know quote unquote facts that proved why a stormtrooper couldn't be black. I mean, they were going all into it, and <laughs> someone else said, "Well, this is all after that," and it's like, "Oh my goodness!" But. I remember that because the writer said he wasn't being racist. He was being factual in a uh-huh. non-factual galaxy or whatever. Right. And in that instance, you know, it wasn't even race bending. It was just diverse casting. Exactly. 
So again, whitewashing is erasing the person of color perspective, right? Mm-hmm. And the experience from the role in favor of a white actor. Right. And then race bending is when an actor of color plays a character that is usually cast as white. Mm-hmm. And so I, I really like this analogy. I read it on a website um, called Geeks of Color, which I'll post obviously on our Facebook page. So I want to mm-hmm. give credit to them. But I like educating, right? And that's what we do here. <laughs> so this might seem like super simple or, or whatever, or I'm patronizing people, but I'm not. I just really like this analogy and yeah, I, I, like I like analogies anyways, right? And especially when you're teaching yes. and stuff, I think that could be helpful. But here's, if you like analogies and you want this kind of, broken down in, in simple words. I'm gonna I'm gonna read this analogies from this article. So here I go. Okay. All right, it says Imagine two bowls of jelly beans sitting on a table, one running over with jelly beans and the other with what looks like a handful. The bowl that's running over represents the overabundance or roles for white actors and actresses in Hollywood. And the bowl with only a handful represents the roles for actors of color in Hollywood. If you take a few handfuls of jelly beans from the bowl with an overabundance and put them in the other bowl with less, well, then nothing is harmed. The bowl with more jelly beans has a few less, but it still has more than enough. However, if you take even a single handful of jelly beans from the other bowl and place it into the overflowing bowl, then you've diminished and almost emptied it. So when, when Hollywood whitewashes a role, that's, that's exactly what they're doing. Further emptying the well of roles from which actors of color have to draw from. Hollywood further conti- contributes to the unfair and racist imbalance within the industry. Actors of color already have to be twice as good as white actors just to be chosen for an already limited pool of roles that are written for them. So they shouldn't have to also compete with white actors just to play characters of color. Yeah. And that's a great way of explaining that. And a really interesting article. I thought of an example from the upcoming movie, the kitchen, which is Mm -hmm. based on a comic book limited series. You know, Tiffany Haddish, who was black, will be playing one of the widows. And in the trailer, she says, they didn't even want me in the family. So you see just so many films have little subtle lines like that in the media because right. there's so much th- th- that that they can do with those. Exactly. So so hopefully we shed some light on why race bedding can be a good thing. I think it gets like a negative or it was meant to be negative when it first the word was created, but uh-huh. but we you know we've kind of presented it in a different sort of light, and that's what we try to do here at Hero Nation yes, is yes. Uh, educational and highlight topics that I guess it might be uncomfortable for some some people to hear, but the fact is that we need to discuss them to really highlight the disparity that exists, yeah. uh, and I think the the next few episodes will be i think highlighting more the mental health stuff too in the media yeah i think i want to you know get to to doing that right yeah i mean there's a movie on netflix right now called beats it's about Mm -hmm. a high school kid who makes hip-hop beats and is dealing with the trauma of his sister being killed right in front of him you know he doesn't leave the house he has panic attacks you know it just shows a real representation of the trauma that so many kids deal with now you know even dc did something similar with superheroes and the idea of trauma in the limited series heroes in crisis and 
talk about that because I don't want to say what I thought of it yeah, now. Yeah, 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 yeah. So on the next few episodes, you know, we just want to focus on how we as educators, since I'm going to be a teacher, and mental health professionals like you, Sophia, can use media to discuss hard topics like trauma with our students and clients. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that because I know we have a lot of teachers that listen to and mm-hmm. they're always curious, like, how can I use comic books and pop culture in the classroom so hang tight teachers because we'll have some good stuff for you too and i'm excited about doing like a movie reaction too because i don't think we've done that before we've like really focused on comic books right so i think we should kind of yeah i'm excited about watching this movie and again the name of the movie is beats right it's on netflix right Mm -hmm. so i'm gonna watch it and then everyone listening out there please watch as well so that when you know you tune in you'll follow what we're saying and we won't have any spoilers or anything (laughs) and i think we'll come back in just a a, a few short weeks we're not gonna wait so long we promise i know we're like not the most consistent, but Sorry about that, everybody. What, but we love doing this show. Yes, and we also don't want to be forced on some schedule because then I think you end up like not liking making yeah, content or anything, and too. then you resent it. So we love Hero Nation still, mm-hmm. and we'll come back in a few short weeks talk about that movie. Right? Yes, yes. Sounds good. And just remember, everyone, be kind to others, be kind to yourselves, and geek on. Yes. Thanks, everyone. Thanks.